It's time for Wrestling for the Culture, where we take a look inside to see what the wrestlers of color have been doing this week. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Wrestling for the Culture. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. On this edition, I talk with the hitman for hire, Mr. Grimm. We get into how his career started. We discuss the body bag you may see in his videos that he puts wrestlers in the body bags and take them to the back after he's done with them, as well as the multiple championships he won. So, Ladies and gentlemen, here's my interview with the hitman for hire, Mr. Grimm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I have the hitman for hire on the line, Mr. Grimm. What's going on, man? How you feeling today? What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, man. Um, I know you uh been making a living uh, putting bodies in body bags, man. What, what made you really, like, what got you started with that? But the body bags? Yeah, what was the inspiration behind that? Nyla Rose. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it literally um, started, like, I was just minding my business one day, and then she called me and was like, yo, Grim, Amazon has body bags on sale for $20. Take that information and do what you want with it. So as soon as we got off the phone, I went to Amazon and ordered a $20 body bag. Oh, wow. So uh, how many bodies have, <laughs> well, let's just say, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. How much money have you spent on body bags? Um, I would say over $150. Okay. <laughs> now, how long have you been in the business? Tell the people how long you've been in the business and what got you into wrestling. Well, I've been in the business for six years now. Mm-hmm. And I actually got in the business, like kind of fell into it by accident. I was um, playing football in college, and one day, you know, my van, it broke down, and I wasn't able to go back, like, up to school because I had to get money to, um, you know, get another car. And I started doing security. And um, my friend, he hit me up and was like, yo, you trying to do security for a wrestling show? You know, me, I was thinking, all right, you know, get paid to watch wrestling for real. And, um, you know, when I got there, that's when I saw, you know, Black G's, Mia Yim, Kendrick Kamari, Greg Excellent, Christian York. And, you know, just being backstage, it was like a whole different experience because I've never, that was actually my first time going to an indie show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm seeing the whole process of them calling the match, you know, the catering and stuff like that. So I just started networking. I asked them, you know, I was like, hey, you know, what would I have to do to be a wrestler? And, you know, they told me you got to find a school, you know, start training and go from there. Oh, wow. And uh, what school did you go to? Well, I started, um, I started going to Gilbert's at first. Like I went there like a couple of times and then, you know, I was like, yeah, I can't afford to pay this. So, and then I stopped for a while and then went to um, EWA and Dundalk. Cool. And how would you say your experience has been there, especially like, you know, working under uh, a local legend like Jim Christensen? Um, as far as training? Mm-hmm. Um, to be completely honest, um, you know, when I started training with um, Blood, 
you know, everything was cool. But when it switched from Blood to Chris Burns, you know, things got a little weird. And, you know, then after that, I stopped, um, you know, going to his classes and started going to Matt Wilde, you know, training days. And that's where I learned a lot of, um, you know, the stuff that I do now. Okay. And uh, you also been training with uh, Nick, right? Have you been training with, uh, oh, I should say, Skull? Yeah. Uh, um, okay. And how has that been? Because I've, I've actually, you know, just to kind of break the fourth wall here, I was able to see you kind of like mentor some of the newer students um, going out there and just giving them the pointers that they need. I, we was with, uh, he was doing a photo shoot with our good friend Blake, also known as Blizz. And, you know, I watched you kind of sit in the room and just kind of let these kids know what they can expect from the business. Can you talk about what it means to be able to give back even such, you know, six years still early in your career, but what it means to give back to the business already. Yeah. Um, like one thing that people have to realize is, you know, when you're outside of the business looking in, you know, the only thing you're thinking about is, you know, going to these shows, performing in front of fans and, you know, of course making money and like winning titles. But what you don't realize until you get in the business is that it's a process. And you have to realize you need to be, you know, you have to play your part. You have to be respectful. You know, it's kind of like being in the military, I would say. You know, how like when you first start out, it's like you're the, I believe, the private or something like that. Like you need to shut up while people are talking and take all the information in that you can. And, you know, that was one of my biggest issues when I first started in the business because me, I'm very vocal about anything. If I don't like something, you know, I'll address it or say what I need to say. And it took me a while to learn that, hey, it's some battles that are worth fighting and others that aren't. So now what I do is, you know, I just try to pay it forward and, you know, help these newer guys to not have to go through you know, the struggles that I went through because of my mouth and, you know, my poor choice of, um, you know, of etiquette. Now, you um, you talked about titles, right? They always say it's a couple of things. I, so you'll never hear me, and I tell people this all the time, you'll never hear me use the word fake when it comes to professional wrestling because of people like you who go out there and put your body on the line for our um, entertainment. But there are some real moments and, you know, the word is, you know, your first title win is real. Can you talk, uh, take us to the first time you won a championship for a company? Yeah, it was um, the Valor tag team championship. And it was kind of like an impromptu thing. I didn't really expect to be in the position that I was in. But, um, you know, honestly, me winning my first title wasn't really as monumental as I thought it would be. Okay. But I would say um, the title that I won that I would say that really, really meant something at first was – you know, when I won the NOVA Promotions title, mm-hmm. that one was in um, Rhode Island. And I won it 
through like um it was a tournament that they had that was called the Zarba Cup. And I mean it's like when you have like a it's I believe it's like sixteen people in the tournament and it's like a one day tournament. So I okay. literally, you know, started from the bottom, you know, and ended up winning the title that night. Wow. Did you have you family know, in the audience? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't have, I I mean, I had my, my sons were there with me, but like what made it special was because, you know, when I first started with the company, you know, it was just like, I was just, you know, that guy, like that random guy that's coming in to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But when I won the title, you know, I worked my ass off to get to where, you know, where I needed to be to be in that position. Like, so I literally started like at the bottom of the car and worked my way up. Wow. Amazing. Now, um, currently you're still the C3W champion, right? Yes, I am the C3W champion. I'm the wrestler's laboratory nucleus champion as well as the wrestler's laboratory champion. I'm the one CW heavyweight champion and I'm the raise the bar heavyweight champion. Oh, wow. So you just racking up all the belts for the culture. Got to, man. <laughs> um, out of all those, which one was the biggest win? And I, I don't want to, yeah, I know, you know, I know you probably don't want to be put on the spot, but I guess what was the, like the most memorable one? I was the most memorable one was, um, I would have to say it was, it was it, it's it's kind of a tie between the wrestlers laboratory championship mm-hmm. and the um the C three W one because I'm sure like a lot it's a lot of people that probably don't know what C three W is but uh, C three W is a black owned wrestling promotion. Yep. And once again, you know, I wasn't supposed to be in that match. Like I was supposed to have a body bag match. Uh huh. <laughs> so I ended up getting taken out of that match, and they ended up putting me in the main event. And you know, the show was in Temple Hills, and you know that's where I went to high school at. You know, I had family come out there. You know, um, my two daughters were out there. My best friend was there. You know, I had like fans that even saw me wrestle at um, you know, primetime in DC. They came out, you know, to check me out and. You know, winning that title, that moment, you know, it was just, I mean, it was just crazy, honestly, because I'm not sure if you know who DJ Quicksilver is, but he was there. He went to my high school. Yeah, like, he was in the audience that night. Okay. And after the show, I mean, yo, I'm telling you, like, that show was just crazy, because I've never been to a show where, you know, they had bottle service. Like you right. go to a black owned show, they had <laughs> bottle service. And as soon as I win, you know, they're coming up to the ring, like the crowd, the fans, they just, you know, just ran to the ring. Everybody was trying to get pictures with me. And I mean, it's crazy, man. Yeah, you know, I it remember just really st- felt good to, you know, be in that position, especially in a town, the you know, where I lived for a while and, you know, graduated high school in. Yeah, I remember seeing the uh, photos on Instagram. I was actually out of town, so I couldn't make that show. Uh, shout out to a good friend, Dr. D. Um, I remember seeing the photos, and I know I can say I was proud. Uh, you know, 
we've known each other for quite a few years. Shout out to our good friend Amber Rodriguez. Um, and she's the one who, you know, definitely told me to reach out. And I know you and I have been trying to work something out for the longest time. So I'm happy we we're finally able to do this. But I know I was proud to see you celebrating with the title. Um, did your friends think you were working them, especially you win the title that at a show that, you know, they were all at. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they was expecting. Did you tell them you were going to be in the body bag match originally? Well, it was um, advertised at first, but then, um, you know, they started advertising me in the three-way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so by then they already knew that it was a three-way. But it ended okay. up being a singles match between me and Chris Slade, who, you know, I had heat with. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we had like a, you know, some exchanges going on. But the other guy, BJ Walker, who was in our match, like, he got there late and couldn't get um, seen by the athletic commission. Yeah, you know so, how Merlin is. <laughs> yeah, they ended up, like, he couldn't wrestle, so it ended up being a singles match. Wow. Now, who's been, like, um, you've you've been a fan all your life i'm sure right or at least most of your life who's who's been like some of your favorites to watch growing up well when i was really young like my favorite to watch was hulk hogan but as i you know started getting older and you know watching like wcw because you know during the monday night wars i was a wcw guy okay um i enjoyed watching dean malenko and chris Benoit. Like, those are my two favorite to watch. But, um, you know, once I started watching, like, WWF or WWE, like, I started liking Brock Lesnar. Like, I've been a fan since Brock, since, you know, he came. And I want to say it was was the Hardy Boys who he came in. And, um, oh, was it Spike Dudley? Whoever he came in that first time and, like, interrupted their match and then gave him the F5, I was like, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to like that dude. <laughs> That's your guy. <laughs> so what's been, um, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment in 2019 as we get ready to close out the year and the decade? What's been your biggest accomplishment this year? Um, in wrestling or in general? Let's start with wrestling, then we'll move to general. I would say in wrestling, um, like just being able to continue to get myself out there and to get on shows that a lot of people in my area can't get on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not too many people in my area who can say that they've, you know, been a stable, you know, at Limitless Wrestling. Like, Limitless Wrestling is, like, one of the hottest things on the indies right now. And, you know, I earned an opportunity to wrestle there, and I was, you know, on their roster for, like, a whole year. So... You know, and it's always, and another thing, just being able to, like, continue to open eyes because a lot of people look at me. I'm like a 280-pound guy, you know, who's doing stuff that cruiserweights can do. So it's like always, you know, being that book that you really can't judge by its cover. How does that work? (laughs) Like, how do you work on your ups and defy the laws of gravity to do some of the stuff that you do man i mean it came from um you know the athletics that i did in um high school um in high school i played football i you know played basketball 
like as I was like when I was playing basketball, my mother had bought me these things called jump soles, and it's like you literally wear them on your tippy toes and you walk with them, and it helps you to you know be able to jump higher and stuff. So I literally wore those for like six months straight, and then I was able to dunk, you know, <laughs> after you know wearing them. So that um, I don't know if I already said I was a cheerleader, but I was a cheerleader. I ran track, you know, wrestled. And, you know, everything that I've done, like, at that point has helped me, you know, when wrestling. So you feel like the business is, has been calling you, even though, you know, you were playing football. Um, you feel like the business was calling you? I wouldn't say that it was calling me, but I do feel that my van, you know, it wasn't a coincidence that my van broke down and that I ended up doing security and then, you know, my friend ended up randomly hitting me up out of all the people he could have hit me up to ask me if I wanted to do security for a wrestling show. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, man. And then what would you say outside of wrestling has been your biggest accomplishment if you want to share? I would say, you know, just continuing to be in nothing like my dad. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, my dad wasn't there for me. And I try to make sure that I'm in every part of my kids' lives because I don't want them to feel how I felt, you know, back when I was younger. So, like, any time that I get a chance to take my kids on the road with me, I take them. Like, my kids have made more towns than some of these wrestlers <laughs> out here. And, and how do they uh, like the locker room? Um, Well, the only two that have really been in the locker room is my oldest and my youngest. Okay. My oldest, he, um, you know, he did the spot with Joey Janela in the body bag match. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Did you see that clip? I got to find it. I ain't see it. But he had definitely so, sent that to me. Literally, he chopped Joey Janela, and then Joey Janela, like, kicked him. And then, I mean, he bumped and, like, sold it good. <laughs> and then Joey Janela threw him in a trash can and, like, rolled him into a table. Oh, wow. And then, like, my youngest, my um, youngest daughter, like, she's she goes in the locker room with me. And um, it's funny because she was just in the locker room with me in Delaware on Saturday. And mm -hmm. I taught her how to, like, shake people's hands. So every time we go up to a person, she goes to shake their hand. Yeah. Now, how would you feel your kids come to you and say, Dad, I want to be a wrestler? Are you for it or are you against it? or? Well, I mean, my oldest, my oldest, I'm already training him to be one. Like, right. um, we go up to Nick's and, you know, I've been training him, so he's on his way. Okay. But uh, to be honest, I encourage my kids to do anything that they want to do. I mean, right. hell, if my, you know, daughter wants to play water polo, like, mm. I'll be very supportive and I'll, you know, be in the pool right there with her. And I definitely want to give you your props, man, because I know as a father myself, it's hard to balance but it's important to balance and um, it's not impossible. Some people may think it's impossible, but it's not. So, you know, I definitely give you your props because you're able to be successful in wrestling, but I know the most important thing for you to be successful at is being a father and you're doing a phenomenal job. So I, I definitely want to give you, you know, your props, um, you know, um, now look into 2020, what's your biggest goal? Honestly, in 2020, I want to be signed somewhere. Okay. Like, 
I'm I'm not tired of hearing it, but it's really, you know, frustrating when I hear all these people like and it's good people, you know, legit talent saying, "Yo, you sh- you should be signed somewhere." Like you need to be on somebody's roster that's on TV like on a bigger scale. You know, people like my work, people know who I am, and it's weird because um you know, when I went up um and did that work with MLW, you yep. know, like Simon Gotch knew who I was. Like and he's one of the guys that's um been helping me out as of late. But it is frustrating when people know who you are, know what you can do, but it's like you're still stuck. Like you just can't really get over that hump. Mhm. And I really feel that what's stopping me or holding me back is just not being in front of the right people. Right. Well, definitely see that coming for you in 2020. Um, you know, um, would you say, like, you mentioned Simon Gotts. Is there anybody else out there who, you know, may have been on TV or maybe somebody you even looked up to that probably surprised you when you found out they knew who you were? Um, Let me think. Um, Yeah, Michael Elgin. Oh, okay. Um, because I had messaged him one day. Oh no, 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 no. He had um like I'd um you know, added him on um Twitter and you know, he had replied back to me and he was saying, you know, um keep doing your thing. I'm seeing your name pop up everywhere. You know, so just keep up the good work. I was like, damn, I like I had no idea that Michael Elgin knew who I was. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm going to let you out here. Like, I know it's late, uh, but real quick, um, let the people know where they can find you on social media and let them know about your upcoming shows. All right. So the best way to find me on social media, just go to the Google search and put in either Mr. Grim Wrestler with one M or put in the Hitman for Hire Mr. Grim. And you'll see, like, all of my social media pop up. You see my YouTube come up, um, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And um, the upcoming shows that I have, this weekend I will be at Rocky Top Promotions. That will be on Friday. That's in Tennessee. Then I'll be at Warriors of Wrestling on that Saturday. That's in New York. So I'm literally going from Tennessee to New York. Wow. (laughs) Then um, next week. I'll be um, in Temple Hills, Maryland for C3W. I'll be defending my title against Hyena Hex. He's a product of the Monster Factory. Cool. So as of right now, that's really all that I have for the rest of the year. All right. Any bookings for 2020 in set in stone yet? Yes. Um, I'm actually booked for, as of right now, three shows during Mania Week. Um, I'll be working for one of the GCWs. Not Game Changer, but Generation. That's mm-hmm. the one based in Florida. Then um, 1CW has a show out there, too. So, um, as of right now, that's really all I have for Mania Week, but I'm definitely looking to fill more dates. Um, January, I want to say the 4th. Hold on, let me look. Let me check my calendar real quick. Yeah, January 4th, which is a Saturday, I'll be at Battle Club. Okay. Um, 
it's a possibility the night before on January 3rd, I might be at um, standalone wrestling or like pro wrestling after dark. Mm-hmm. And um, February 14th, I'll be at C3W on Valentine's Day. That's a Friday. And the 29th of February, which is still pending, but um, possibly one CW in Delaware. Nice. Do you plan to go to WrestleMania? No. This <laughs> was not cool to go if you're working. No, it's not that. But honestly, like, I would rather spend that money on my kids opposed to paying all that money for a ticket. Okay. Because it's not cheap to go to WrestleMania. Not if you want to see. <laughs> I went, uh, was it WrestleMania 33? And I was in the nosebleeds and I said, you know what? I was happy. I wouldn't trade it in for the world, but nah, never again. <laughs> I've wanted to go this year, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely something that's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now, I'm just, you know, trying to be on TV and not really paying for a seat, if that makes sense. No, it, it definitely makes sense. Then um, you know, I, I guess I definitely understand, um, you know, where you're coming from on that one. And I, I, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, you granted me this interview. I, I'm telling you the truth. I do think it's just a matter of time before we do see you on television. Cause like I said, I mean, I've, I watched you from, you know, I think the first time we met in person was probably like 2012 or 13 ish or something like that. I mean, this, these years have been flying by, or maybe it was 2015 and, you know, I've watched your career progress and I've watched you own that character and really get comfortable with it. So it's a matter of time, man. Keep up the good work. And um appreciate that man. Yeah, no problem, man. And um I definitely looking to do this again soon. Um, you know, as we stay updated, make sure you know just keep sending in your stuff. Uh, you know, when you uh do something, I want to see on like you know, I would keep you featured on wrestling for the culture because um, you know, you out there putting on. So I want to make sure that people at all audiences see if we can reach as many audiences as possible. I appreciate that, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. He is the hitman for hire, Mr. Grimm. Make sure you guys give him a follow on all social media platforms. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that will do it. Make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realms YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. And coming up this week is the 100th edition, the 100th episode of Break It Down with Brian H. So you will want to tune into that as I break down the decade. So until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.